In Philippians 2, verse 16, in Philippians 2, verse 16 um, we read the last, the last, we've been given different titles for God's Word over the past few months. We can call them different characteristics of God's Word. Amen. And uh, We saw that God's word is the word of power. It's referred to as the word of faith. It's referred to as the word of grace. It's referred to also as the word of his righteousness. And also as the word of truth. In the word of his patience. And just looking at those different titles and understanding that really our whole life, that's what is based on our relationship. Our whole life with God is based on a relationship to his word. Without God's word, without a proper relationship to it, we really don't have life. The only reason why the disciples followed Jesus, the way that Peter expressed it was like this. Lord, to whom can we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. And as we follow the Lord, there's lots of things that perhaps are important, lots of things we learn about the Christian life. Lots of things that we learn about our Christian life as we walk with the Lord. But our experience and our testimony and even our times in prayer can never replace our relationship to God's Word. If a church grows, if we mature individually, it has to do with his word and nothing else. It's the word of God that needs to multiply. And that's our desire here. Is to see God's word multiply in our lives and into the lives of others. Amen. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 16 is where we get this last title or characteristic for God's words. Philippians 2 verse 16 and I've taken this as kind of a, a, a motto or part of our logo for our church. Or logo? Yeah, and you'll see, I think it's even on our sign out front or on a lot of our tracks we have it written there, uh, holding forth the word of life. Yeah, the English translation gives us the idea that we're actually taking the word which is within us and we're holding it out. It's not just a written word, but it's a word of life that we're showing to the whole world. And 
presentándola todo, ¿no? Yeah. It's a word of life. Es una palabra de vida. And I think one of the ways the Lord wants to deal with us is show us the difference between just the letter of the word and the life of the word. Yo creo que una manera que Dios quiere tratar con nosotros es demostrar realmente solamente la letra de la palabra y la vida de la palabra. In fact, it's kind of a theme throughout all of God's word, right from Genesis all the way through. Es como un tema en todo lo que es la palabra de Dios desde el Génesis hasta el final. We see that man's relationship to God has always been divided down one line. Vemos que siempre la relación del hombre para con Dios siempre ha sido dividida por una línea. Those that holding on to the life of the word aquellos que se aferran a la vida de la palabra and those that would rather get a hold of the letter y los que quizá prefieren aferrarse a la letra and we see in genesis we see the two trees in the garden y en génesis vemos esos dos árboles que estaban en el jardín god offered them they were both there in the garden they were created ambos estaban ahí en el jardín del edén y, y fue, ambos fueron creados and strangely enough god said in his word that all of the all the trees were good for food extrañamente o sea, dios declaró de que ese de todos los árboles en el huerto eran buenos para comer there was no tree that had poison in it no había un árbol que tuviera Some people think the tree of knowledge had some kind of poison that made Adam and Eve die. Algunos creen que ese ese árbol de del conocimiento tenía alguna algún veneno que hizo que Adán y Eva murieran. No, they were all good for food. No, pero eran todos buenos para comer. But the difference was this. La diferencia era. The 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 tree of life God had permitted them to eat from that tree. Que del árbol de la vida Dios les había permitido comer de él. But from the tree of knowledge. Pero del árbol del conocimiento. God didn't want them to eat from that tree at all. Dios no quería que de él comieran. The tree of knowledge was prohibited. El árbol del conocimiento era prohibido. God never intended on us getting to know him simply through uh, learning mental uh, intellect. No fue la intención de Dios que le conociéramos a través del del aprendizaje del intelecto mental. But rather through a personal relationship. Sino de que fuera una relación personal. If we go on through God's word, we find uh, right there in Mount Sinai. Y si continuamos en lo que en, en la palabra de Dios Vemos en el monte Sinaí. Again we see the two choices. Nuevamente encontramos dos dos opciones. Uh, it's not um, sometimes it's very easy to pass over the real idea there. A veces difícil quizás uh, um, um, saltar la, la idea verdadera ahí, ¿no? A lot of people think that God originally wanted to give ten written laws to God's people. Originalmente muchos creen de que era la intención de Dios de dar esas esos diez mandamientos escritos. But look with me in Jeremiah. Pero vean conmigo en Jeremías. In Jeremiah, in Jeremías, we see that this was never God's intention. Encontramos de que esta esa no fue nunca la intención de Dios. To give written laws. De de dar leyes escritas. A few uh, about a year or so ago, we got a letter. I got a letter to my house, and a letter given to us here that someone anonymous, anonymously had written to us. Hace un tiempo atrás, una persona nos envió una carta que llegó a casa y que se nos fue dada acá. Anonymamente. And said that unless we had the Ten Commandments written on a plaque and put on the pulpit and in the back of the church at the entrance, that uh, there was going to be a curse on our church. Y decía esta carta de que menos que los diez mandamientos estuvieran en una placa acá al frente en el púlpito y atrás de la iglesia, de que iba a haber una maldición para la iglesia. And uh, thinking, and a lot of people have that kind of idea that we that it's it's the we need to hold on to the commandments and obey the commandments. Y la mentalidad de que hay en muchas personas de que tenemos que uh, 
a llegarnos a los, a los mandamientos y obedecer estos mandamientos pero originalmente nunca fue la intención de to Dios give written laws. dar leyes escritas Jeremiah 7 makes this very clear. y en Jeremías capítulo 7 lo hace bien claro y si piensan en verdad lo que pasó en el monte Sinaí es aún más claro en Mount Sinai Dios came down and the Bible says clearly that God spoke the Ten Commandments from the mountain even before Moses went up. En el Sinaí, Dios ascendió y es claro en la Biblia que Dios habló estos mandamientos audiblemente aún antes de que Moisés subiera. He spoke to the people. Dios habló al pueblo. They heard his physical voice. Oyeron ellos su voz audible. They heard him speak it. Le oyeron hablar. But, they, but the people cried out for fear. Pero ese pueblo clamó con temor. They said, Moses, we don't want to hear God speaking anymore. Diciendo, Moisés, no queremos oír a Dios hablar más. Because we feel like we're going to die if he keeps on talking. Nos parece que vamos a morir cada vez que él habla. So Moses, you go up and hear God speak. Que, Moisés, sube tú y hoy, escúchalo a él. And come back here and tell us. Y baja acá y, y dinos qué quiere. And that wasn't what God's plan was. Y no era es el plan de Dios. God never wanted to give us rules and commandments to follow that would be written down and handed to us by men. Yo no quería darnos quizás reglas, reglamentos que seguir que estuvieran quizás escritas para nosotros obedecer. A través del hombre. O a través del hombre. He wants us to hear his voice. Él quiere que oigamos su voz. To hear someone's voice. Y para oír la voz de alguien. You have to be pretty close to them, don't you? Tienes que quizás estar cerca de la persona. See, that's the relationship. Y esa es la relación. That's the value of relationship. Ese es el valor de la relación. To be, be, to, to, Martin could send me a letter. That would be wonderful. Y quizás bueno, yo puedo enviarle a David una carta. Sería bien. Uh, but a letter, as many of us know, sometimes things written can contain. A, we can oftentimes read into it other things. Y aún así sabemos mucho de que una carta de las cosas escritas muchas veces nosotros podemos leer algo diferente. But if I hear Martin speak. Pero cuando me escucha a mí hablar And I see his expression. y puede ver mis expresiones I understand what he means. Eh, puedo entender lo que quiero decir That's what God wants for us in him. Uh, y eso es lo que Dios quiere con él en Jeremías 7 Dios dice en el verso 22 Jeremías 7 en el verso 22 en el verso 22 Dios dice For I spake not unto your fathers nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this thing I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. And, and so that's originally what God wanted to do. Y esto es, originalmente vemos lo que Dios quería. He wanted them just to hear his voice. Él quería que oyéramos su voz. But because they didn't want that, Pero como no quisieron, then they had to have written laws. Uh, tuvieron que uh, tener leyes escritas. Now, since we've had our, since Pentecost, y ahora desde el Pentecostés, since the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, desde el derramamiento del Espíritu Santo, God has given us another chance Dios nos ha dado otra oportunidad to walk with him by his spirit. de caminar con Él por su Espíritu. And the Holy Spirit, instead of, instead of God writing on tables of stone the Ten Commandments, y el Espíritu Santo en vez de escribir en tablas de piedra estos diez mandamientos, now the Holy Spirit writes them upon our hearts. Ahora el Espíritu Santo lo escribe 
más en nuestro corazón through the baptism in the Holy Spirit. a través del bautismo del Espíritu Santo Bible says the Holy Spirit, when Jesus used the expression, is the finger of God. Jesús usa la expresión acerca del Espíritu Santo como el dedo de Dios. And it's by the finger of God that he originally wrote the Ten Commandments. Dice que fue por el dedo de Dios que escribió los diez mandamientos. That's what the Bible tells us. Así nos dice la Biblia. And it's by the finger of God. Y es por el dedo de Dios. That these laws are written upon our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Que estas leyes son escritas en nuestros corazones por el Espíritu Santo. And what's the greatest commandment, by the way? Y cuál es el, el, el mayor mandamiento? Joseph, what's the greatest commandment? ¿Cuál es? No, just one. What's the greatest commandment? ¿Cuál es el mayor mandamiento de todo? Huh? What's the greatest commandment? Sister Jenny, ¿cuál es? That's right. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and all your mind. So this is, that's the great commandment. Ese es el gran mandamiento. And what the Holy Spirit comes to do when the Holy Spirit baptizes us, He fills us, He pours out the, whole, the love of God in our heart. Look in Romans chapter 5. Lo que el Espíritu Santo viene a hacer cuando nos llena es derramar ese amor de Dios en nuestros corazones como dice en Romanos capítulo 5. Yeah, yeah, Romans chapter 5. We, we see how the Holy Spirit pours out the love of God in our hearts. Encontramos que el Espíritu Santo derrama el amor de Dios en nuestros corazones. Paul himself said it's love that fulfills all the law. Pablo mismo nos dice de que el amor es el amor el que ha uh, completo eh, 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 Toda la ley. Toda la ley. Yeah, love fulfills the law. El amor cumple toda la ley. Right? Love is the answer to every request of the law. El amor es la respuesta a todos la, la, uh, los requisitos de la ley. So when the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us, sí, cuando el Espíritu Santo es derramado en nosotros, it says here in verse 5, nos dice aquí en el verso 5, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad or poured out in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Y si la esperanza no avergüenza porque el amor de Dios ha sido derramado en nuestros corazones por el Espíritu Santo que nos fue dado. Right, so that's the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Y esa es la obra del Espíritu Santo en nuestra vida. To pour out that love. Y derramar ese amor. And keep on pouring it. Y, y continuar derramando. Our heart stretches with that new wine. Y, y nuestro corazón se ensancha con ese nuevo vino. And we can love God y podemos amar a Dios with all of our hearts, con todo nuestro corazón, all of our soul, toda nuestra alma, all of our strength, todas nuestras fuerzas, and all of our mind, y toda nuestra mente. So uh, at that, that, uh, Mount Sinai, we see the story of the of the two choices that God had that, that's before us. Y que en el Monte Sinai vemos la historia de estas dos uh, opciones que que que, que fueron dadas ahí. God wanted to give God wanted them to hear his voice. Dios quería que oyeran su voz. But rather the people chose the written rules. Pero más bien el pueblo escogió las leyes escritas. And, and, and so on. So we find all throughout God's word we understand this is the relationship God wants us to have. Si encontramos a través de toda la palabra de Dios de que esta es la relación que Dios quiere con nosotros. It's the word of life. Es la palabra de vida. It's the word of life. Some of the things that we were looking at uh, the past week I just want to review them quickly. Um, the, the one of the things we, we saw is in 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3, we talked about Samuel. And Samuel was an obedient boy. He was raised up in the house of God. Samuel fue un joven obediente que creció en la, en la casa de Dios. And the very first time God speaks to him, y la primera vez que Dios le habla, 
He thought it was Eli calling him. Él pensó que era Elí hablando. Eli was a priest. He was the, the priest in charge at that time. Elí era el sacerdote en ese tiempo que estaba a cargo. But Eli had no fear of God. Pero Elí había perdido el, el temor a Dios. He had no understanding. No tenía entendimiento. He had no discernment. Ni discernimiento. And, uh, uh, and uh, was very fat on top of all that. <laughs> Aparte de eso era un gordo. And so, uh, but... Samuel grew up learning obedience to that man as unto God. Samuel creció mostrando obediencia a este hombre como si así fuera Dios. And we see how God honors obedience. Y vemos como Dios honra la obediencia. We shared on that for the sake of our, our, of our children how important it is for them to learn obedience to their parents. How important it is for children to learn obedience to their parents. Y vemos también la importancia ¿no? de que por eso enseñar a los hijos lo importante es lo que obedece a los padres. Even if their parents are fat and and have no discernment and <laughs> have no more fear of God. Si los padres ya están también gordos, sin discernimiento y sin temor ya a Dios. Learning obedience is important. Le, el aprender la obediencia es importante. So Samuel ran to Eli. Eli, you called me. Here I am. Así que Samuel corrió a Eli diciéndole me llamaste. Acá That estoy. happened three times. Y eso sucedió tres veces. God could have told Samuel who was calling him. But he didn't do that. He, he chose to let Samuel learn how to hear his voice. See, just like the, the, the written word is like a Bible says the, the law was like a tutor to lead us to Christ. Y, y bueno, dice Pablo que la ley fue como, como un tutor ¿no? de que nos llevó a, a Cristo. A Cristo. And that's what that's what it says in Galatians. The law was like a tutor to lead us to Christ. Y, eh, así es en Gálatas de que es la ley um, dice eh, fue un tutor un gallo lo que yeah, para, Pablo, guiarnos, para a guiarnos a Cristo. Right. And so just like Samuel was going back and forth to Eli, finally and God allowed that for Samuel to learn an important lesson. Así como Dios permitió que Samuel fuera una y otra vez corriera a Elí, lo permitió para que Samuel aprendiera una lección. The only way Samuel was able to hear more of God's message. La única manera que Samuel podía oír más del mensaje de Dios. Was by doing what Eli told him to do. Era haciendo lo que Elí le dijo que hiciera. Eli says finally, a third time Eli says, listen, that's not me calling you, it must be God. Finalmente Elí en la tercera vez le dijo no soy yo quien te llama, debe ser Dios. If you want God to continue talking to you, y, y si quieres que Dios continúe hablándote, then you need to say, Lord, necesitas decir, Señor, he, here am I, aquí está, aquí está tu siervo. Thy servant is listening. Siervo que escucha. Thy servant is listening. Tu siervo escucha. When you say that, cuando digas eso, God will continue talking to you. Dios va a continuar hablándote. And so when Samuel said that, whenever he said, Lord, Here am I, thy servant is listening. Cuando Samuel dijo esto, Señor, aquí estoy, tu siervo escucha. Then God began to speak more. Dios continuó hablándole. And that's the way God's word is for us. Y así mismo también la palabra de Dios es para nosotros. We often want God to speak more to us. A menudo queremos que Dios nos hable más. But he waits for us to say, Lord, here am I. Pero él espera que digamos, Señor, aquí estoy. We ask ourselves one of the questions as well in, in the Bible, who really were part of Jesus's family and who weren't. Una pregunta que nos decíamos es realmente como dice la Biblia, ¿quién era en verdad parte de la familia de Jesús? Who really belongs to Jesus's family? ¿Quién en verdad pertenece a la familia de Jesús? Luke chapter 8 Jesus says those who hear my words and do them. En capítulo 8 Jesús dice de que aquellos que escuchan mi palabra y la hacen. Specifically we looked last week at the who the true sheep are. 
específicamente a la semana pasada que veíamos quiénes son también las ovejas verdaderas. We saw in John chapter 10 that Jesus says, this, these are my sheep. En Juan 10 vemos que Jesús dijo, estas son mis ovejas. Those who hear, my, he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Él dijo, mis ovejas oyen mi voz y me siguen. And I give unto them eternal life. Y yo les doy a ellas vida eterna. And it's a promise for us that there's always going to be life as long as we're his sheep. He says his sheep will never perish. But we can always change from sheep to goat. Right? By saying no, Lord. I'm not going to obey this time. Right? So who are the real family of God? Who are the real sheep? Así que quién es la familia verdadera del Señor? ¿Quién es la verdadera oveja? The ones who hear his voice Los que escuchan su voz and follow. Y le siguen. And we saw in Amos chapter 3 an interesting scripture about how it says the shepherd will rescue a piece of an ear or even a, a, a part of a leg out of the mouth of the lion. Y en Amos 3 vemos una porción que nos dice de que un pastor va a rescatar la punta de una oreja o, o una pierna From the mouth de la, of a lion. So what does the ear and the mouth, ear and the leg talk about? It doesn't say, uh, doesn't say a nose and an eye. No, no, habla de una nariz o un ojo. It doesn't say the tail. He'll pull no them dice, out by the tail. If the shepherd looks inside the mouth of the lion, in Amos 3 it says if he sees even the piece of an ear or a piece of a leg, he'll rescue that sheep. I've always taken that as a wonderful promise. Where we could actually be almost almost totally digested by the lion. But if at least we're saying, Lord, I've got myself into a big mess. But I want to hear your voice. And I still want to do your will. That even if the, even if the lion has almost totally digested us, If Jesus can at least look inside, he's the good shepherd, if he can at least look inside and see a piece of an ear or a piece of a leg, ear speaks about hearing God's word, leg speaks about wanting to do it, if he can see a piece of an ear or the piece of a leg, he can rescue us. Amen? Amen. That's a wonderful promise about the importance of our relationship to the word of life. Uh, the word of life, to the word of life. Right. Look with me in Revelation chapter 3. And if you read all throughout chapters 3 and chapter 4, What you find uh, in Revelations 3 and 4 is something we've shared here many times. That the message to each of these seven churches always ends with two thoughts. For instance, to the first church of Ephesus, he ends by saying in verse 7. He that hath an ear to hear, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. 
And then the second expression we see in all these messages is to him that overcomes. The first expression is, is, is he that has an ear to hear. Verse 7. Verse 7? Yeah. In Chantis, uh, no. This is for the. Uh, no, in chapter 2, verse 7. Chapter. Capitulo 2, verse 7. Yeah, I made a mistake. Chapter 2 and 3. Capitulo 2, okay, verse 7. Verse 7. Dice al que tiene oído, oiga lo que el Espíritu dice a las iglesias. Y al que venciere. Y al que venciere. So those are the two messages. That's how all these messages end. First of all, to him who has an ear to hear, and then he that overcomes. Y este, eh, eh, como cada mensaje termina con, una con esta expresión de que dice, al que, tiene, uh, al que tiene oído, oiga lo que el Espíritu dice, y al que venciere. And the relationship is this. Y la relación es esta. If we can hear what God is saying. Si, lo podemos, si podemos oír lo que Dios dice. Not just any message. Uh, no solo un, un mensaje. Not just any Bible study. No un estudio bíblico. From the radio or from the from uh, from the TV or or from some letter we get. De la radio, de la televisión o alguna carta que nos I mean, there, there's a, there's a million. Even this this very day, how many churches all throughout the world? There's a different message in each one of those churches. Y hoy en día, un, dice, a través de de tantas iglesias, cuántos mensajes tenemos, ¿no? And, and they're all good. Todo bueno. I, I trust every one of those messages is from the Lord. Y, y confío en cada uno de estos mensajes son de Dios. And none of them are wrong. There are true servants of God that are that are filled with the Spirit, sharing God's word. I'm sure it's a message from God to the church. I'm sure it's a message for that church. So how many churches are hearing messages from the Spirit to each one of those churches? The example we have here is in chapter 2 and 3. In chapter 2 and 3 we see how well, we actually see how so many uh, in, uh, there's seven churches and there's a different message for each church. And I think you'd all agree with me that, that each one of those messages is a good message. It's not that one is bad and one is good. All seven of these messages are good. And they're all, we study all seven of them for ourselves. But part of the revelation here is this. That these were specific messages to specific churches. And although all the messages were good, what made the difference was whether those in Ephesus heard the message for Ephesus. Or whether those in Laodicea heard the message for the church in Laodicea. Or whether those in the church of Philadelphia heard the message for the church of Philadelphia. Suppose somebody from Philadelphia was visiting over in Ephesus. Well, he would have heard a good message from the church of Ephesus. But what church did he belong to? 
What local church did he belong to? ¿De qué iglesia local era? Church of Philadelphia. La iglesia de Filadelfia. So even though he heard a good message as he was visiting his family in Ephesus, cuando yo un buen mensaje visitar a su familia en Éfeso, he better come back to the church in Philadelphia. Necesita regresar a la iglesia en Filadelfia. Say what was the message for us? Y preguntar cuál fue el mensaje a nosotros. What did God speak to our church? ¿Qué habló Dios a nuestra iglesia acá? Do you understand that? Entendemos eso? Does that make sense? ¿Tiene sentido? The Ephesus church, we have the Ephesus, the, the Ephesian church, we have the Sardis church, we have the Philadelphia church. And they were all good. Y todas buenas. For instance, the message to the Ephesian church, Por ejemplo, el mensaje a la iglesia en Éfeso, if you read it carefully, si lees con cuidado, he says the problem, he says Jesus is speaking to the church, he says I know your works. Jesús, hablando, le dice que conoce sus obras. He says you've worked hard. But he says one thing I've got against you. You've left your first love. You've left your first. So that was the message for the Ephesian church. That was a good message. But the problem was the message to the church in Laodicea was different. In Laodicea, the message was this. He says you've become lukewarm. Ha llegado a ser uh, tibio. You've become lukewarm. Ha llegado a ser tibio. And, and you should rather, I would rather have you hot or cold, but now you're lukewarm. Quisiera que fueras caliente o frío, pero eres tibio. So I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Pero como eres tibio, te voy a vomitar de That mi boca. That was the message for the Laodiceans. Ese fue el mensaje a la Odisea. So if Brother John was over in, La if he was a member of the Laodicea church, como que si este hermano Juan era un, un miembro de la iglesia de la Odisea, and he was over visiting the Ephesus church, y estaba visitando la iglesia en Éfeso, because he has a cousin Jim over there, que tiene su, su hermano Jim allá, and, and he's visiting that church, he would have heard a message about first love. Él hubiera escuchado un mensaje acerca del primer amor. And that was a good message, right? Bueno, that was a good message. Un buen mensaje for the Ephesian church. Para Éfeso. And it was a good message for 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 John and a good message for Jim who he was visiting. Y era un buen mensaje para este hermano a Juan y su primo que estaba que visitaba. But it's important for John. Pero es importante para este hermano to run to go back to Laodicea as soon as he can. Regresar a la Odisea en cuanto él pudiera. And then ask. Y preguntar. What was the message for our church? ¿Cuál es el mensaje de nuestra iglesia? Does that make sense? Yes, until you see, he heard a, he heard a good message. He could have came back to the Laodicean church and said, "Hey, you guys were over here hearing a message about cold and all that kind of stuff. I heard a message about first love." You should have been over there in the Ephesus church where they heard about first love. That was a powerful message. What did they preach on here? What did they preach on in Laodicea? Oh, they just preached about us being lukewarm and we all need to repent from being lukewarm. You should have heard the first love message. That was much better. <laughs> that's the kind of that's the way people think today. And the reason why is because they don't understand the church. They don't understand the church. Maybe they see the church like clubs you can belong to. Which club is better? 
Let, let me join the best club. <laughs> la gente busca cuál es el mejor club para, para That's not the way the church is. A, a, a formar parte de él, no, pero no es la iglesia. That's not the way the church is. No es como la iglesia es. When we understand the church. Cuando entendemos la iglesia. One thing we that we need to understand above everything else. Algo que tenemos que entender sobre todo is the word of life. Es la palabra de vida. We need to hear those words of life. Necesitamos oír esas palabras de vida. And where we are y donde estemos is where God speaks to us. Es donde Dios nos habla. Is that right? So John, who belonged to Laodicea, even though he wasn't there for that message, his desire, if, if he really is a member of that church, the desire should be this. What did God speak? What is God speaking? So that I can do it. And if I do what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking, I'll be able to be an overcomer. Did you know that only overcomers go up when Jesus comes? Did you know that? Only overcomers will go when Jesus comes. And the only way to be an overcomer is to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church we belong to. To hear it and to do it. Then we become an overcomer. Without that kind of relationship to God's Word, then our, our Christian life will be lacking a lot of things. We'll have the idea that we're eating and drinking but only to wake up one day and find ourselves very thirsty and hungry. Now, let's look here in, in, in James chapter 1. James says that there is a great deception Santiago nos habla de, una, de, de un gran engaño. The greatest deception of all. El, el, el mayor engaño de todos. Is where we learn how to hear God's word, but we forget it so quickly. Es donde aprendemos a oír la palabra de Dios, pero la olvidamos tan rápido. I'd be afraid to ask today if anybody remembers our message from last week. Y quizás temería preguntar quizás si quién recuerda el mensaje no de la semana pasada. Anybody know? Algunos se acuerdan? What did the Lord speak to us last? ¿Qué, qué nos hablaba el Señor? Or two weeks ago. O dos semanas atrás. See, it's very very easy to get accustomed to hearing, but it kind of goes in one ear and then out the other. Es fácil acostumbrarse a oír, pero entra por un oído y sale por el otro. And James says this. Santiago dice. In James chapter 1. Santiago capítulo 1. And starting with verse 22. Y empezando con el verso 22. Says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a mirror. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the word, of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Yeah, go ahead. Dice en Santiago, um, en verso 22, dice, Proceda, hacedores de la palabra, y no tan solamente oidores, engañándonos a vosotros mismos. 
Porque si alguno es oidor de la palabra, pero no hacedor de ella, este es semejante al hombre que considera, se considera un espejo en su, su rostro natural, porque él se considera a sí mismo y se va y luego olvida cómo era. En el verso 25 también dice, más el que mira atentamente en la perfecta ley de la libertad y persevera en ella, uh, no siendo oidor olvidadizo, sino hacedor de la, de la obra, este será bienaventurado en lo que hace. Amen. So, in verse 22 it says, if, if we're only hearers of the word, Así que el verso 22 dice que solamente somos hacedor, uh, oidores de la palabra. It gives us two classifications we can be in. Uh, da dos, clasi dos clasificaciones que podemos estar Those who do the word, a quienes hacen la palabra who are going to be blessed, que van a ser bienaventurados those that hear it, y los que la oyen and forget it, y se olvidan and it says they deceive, it says those only y dice de que tales personas simplemente se engañan a sí mismos it's possible to hear the word of God and hear the word of God and hear the word of God and nothing become life within us y es posible de que se oiga la palabra de Dios y se escuche y se escuche sin que nada se llegue a ser vida en nosotros when a seed is sown into the ground cuando una semilla es sembrada en la, en la tierra you know seeds can last forever saben que las semillas pueden durar por siempre And, You know, seeds, they, they found seeds and some seeds that are thousands of years old that were put in some of these pyramids for these uh, Egyptian kings. Han encontrado semillas que tienen a, a miles de años que fueron puestas en las tumbas de estos reyes egipcios. And they took those seeds, even though they're thousands of years old, y tomaron estas semillas que aunque son de miles de años de edad, they would take those seeds, tomaron estas semillas, and plant them in the ground, las sembraron en la tierra, and they bring forth, they, 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 they spring to life. Uh, y, y, y este... Um, nace, ¿no? Yeah, they 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 they, they sprout. <laughs> What is it that has to happen to a seed before it can begin to grow? You put a seed into the ground. Well, Jesus makes it clear. Look with me in John chapter 12. En Juan capítulo 12, Jesús lo pone bien claro. What does that seed ha what has to happen to that seed before the life in it can come out? ¿Qué tiene que pasar con esa semilla para que antes de que para que la vida de esta semilla pueda salir? Well, Jesus says it like this. Jesús lo dice así. And if you don't really understand about what happens to a seed, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. Y si no entiendes lo que en verdad pasa con una semilla, quizás esto no tiene sentido. But Jesus says in verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Uh, en el verso 24 dice, de cierto a cierto os digo que si el grano de trigo no cae en la tierra y muere, queda solo, pero si muere lleva mucho fruto. So, if understanding what happens to a seed, the way a seed produces life, así que entendiendo lo que pasa con una semilla, la manera que una semilla produce vida, the way the life inside that seed bursts forth, la manera en que la vida dentro de esta semilla Uh, 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 sale, ¿no? But when it's put into the ground, cuando es sembrada en la tierra, and also watered, y es regada también con agua, what actually happens to that seed? Jesus uses the expression, it dies. Lo que pasa con esta semilla, como la expresión que usa Jesús, es que muere. It actually begins to rot. Y es más, empieza a pudrir. And as it rots, the, y, the shell of it rots. Y en el proceso de, del cascarón que se pudre, 
Then the life comes out. Entonces la vida en ella sale. Do you understand? ¿Entendemos? That's how a seed produces life. Así una semilla produce vida. The reason why they found those seeds still preserved after several thousand years is that they'd never died yet. La razón que encontraron estas semillas aún de miles de años todavía preservadas es que no han aún muerto. It had never died yet. Aún no han muerto estas semillas. Once those seeds were put into the ground and they died, the expression Jesus uses. Una vez que estas semillas son puestas en la tierra y mueren, como la expresión que usa aquí Jesús. Then the life explodes out. Entonces la vida explota, sale afuera. That's the way God's word is. Y así es la palabra de Dios. If we hear it only, si la oímos solamente, then it's like gathering a bunch of seeds and putting them inside of a bag. Es como recoger un montón de semillas y ponerlas en una bolsa. You can fill bag after bag with seeds. Puedes llenar bolsa tras bolsa de semillas. And you can walk around and say, look how many seeds I have. Puedes decir, mira cuántas semillas tengo. See, I've memorized this verse and I know that verse and I've heard this Bible study and I know that Bible study. Look how many seeds but with all those seeds there's no life until death takes place and that death has to happen inside of us there's a, when God's word comes for us to be able to say Lord I'll do it we're saying no to ourselves. Decimos no a nosotros mismos. Yes to God. Sí a Dios. And that produces life. Y eso produce vida. That's why Jesus says here in verse 25. Por eso dice aquí en el verso 25. Well, he says in 24 that, that if the seed doesn't die, it just sits there by itself. Dice en el verso 24 que si la semilla no muere, se queda sola. But if it dies, pero si muere, brings forth fruits. Da, uh, dará vida. Jesus says in verse 25, he explains then that if anyone loves his own life, wants to do his own thing more, then he's going to lose that life. El verso 25 Jesús dice de que si alguno amare a su vida, lo, lo suyo mismo va a perderla. But he that hates his own life, dice que el que aborrece su vida, shall keep it to life eternal. Dice que para vida eterna la guardará. Every time God's word comes, cada vez que la palabra de Dios viene, something of us has to die. Algo en nosotros tiene que morir. Something in us needs to be broken. Algo en nosotros tiene que ser quebrantado. Something in us needs to crack. Algo en nosotros tiene que tiene que ser uh, um, craqueado, sí o no se raja algo. No, no. Something needs to break. Algo tiene que quebrarse. ¿no? Something needs to die. Algo tiene que morir. Inside of us. Adentro de nosotros. Or that life will never come forth from God's esa word. Vida no va a salir. Right? Hmm? It's either it, it, it's the only way God's word becomes the word of life. Es la única manera que la palabra de Dios se convierte en la palabra Otherwise, de vida. Otherwise it's just a bunch of seed in a bag. Por lo contrario, es un montón de semillas en una bolsa. Just a bunch of seed. Un montón de semillas. It won't do anything. No van a hacer nada. Each of those seeds, a little mustard seed, Jesus says. Eso dijo que un grano de mostaza. It's the smallest of all seeds, Jesus says. Semillas más pequeñas que. But it grows into a large bush or tree. Pero pero crece entre una mata un árbol grande. A little a little seed from a, from an oak tree. Una semilla quizás de un árbol de un cedro. Yeah, an oak tree is a very a large, strong tree. Y estos son árboles grandes, fuertes. And a little seed has ahí. all the power in that little seed to become a giant tree. But it can't do anything no puede hacer nada. unless it dies.
dies first. Now the death is not death of the seed itself, but the death that happens inside of us. That's God's plan. So the only way for life to come is for death to come first. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and if something in us doesn't die every time God's word comes, then there's, not new, there's never going to be new life. Y si algo nosotros no muere. no muere cada vez que la palabra de Dios viene, not going to be new life. no va a haber entonces vida nueva. That's why you get a bunch of religious people going to church year after year after year, never growing, having the same old problems, and getting bored with the message. Por eso puedes encontrar montones de gente año tras año yendo a una iglesia escuchando mensajes y, y aburrido. Be because they've just been collecting seeds in a bag. Porque simplemente han estado colectando semillas en una bolsa. They got a whole bunch of messages that they've heard and they've all just put them inside that bag and they're walking around. With them. Look at all the messages I've heard. So when they hear another message that's just like the one they already heard, they say, Oh, yeah, I got that seed already. See, it's in the bag. I'll never forget when, when Brother Leo Fenton was here teaching on the tabernacle. I had already taught the tabernacle in the church. I had heard Leo teach it many, many times. I had preached it many times myself too. But as I heard him sharing it again, I just felt fresh life coming into me. And I was so excited listening to him share about the tabernacle to our church. I'll never forget, I went to one of the brothers after the meeting. I was excited about the message. I said, brother, did you like that message? Did you enjoy that? He just said, yeah, yeah brother, he said, I've... I've already heard you share it. That's nothing new for me. And I just stood there scratching my head saying, what, what, kind, of relig what kind of deception we can be under? Basically what that brother was telling me is that, yeah, he had the bags with all the seeds in it. He had the bag with the seeds in it. And when he heard, uh, he heard a message on a tabernacle, he looked inside his bag and he said, oh yeah, I have that seed in there. Now imagine a farmer. Right? A man, they make their living by, by what they produce. Que viven de lo que producen. And, and so can you imagine the farmer, all, you know, he keeps all of his seeds and doesn't plant them. And you see the, the whole farm, it's all plowed up. And people come by to his house and say, hey, we come to see your farm today. And they say, well, isn't it? He says, isn't it beautiful? Look at that farm. Look at all that land. And they say, yeah, but where's, where's the corn? Where's the wheat? Oh, it's right here in, the, in, in, right here in, these, in these bags here. I have all the seed right there. Isn't it wonderful? Dice, ah, aquí está esta bolsa, aquí está, no es maravilloso. What kind of a
Tiene sus semillas. All he has is bags of seeds. Lo que él tiene son bolsas de semillas. You see, they're multiplying. Y los demás están multiplicando. From the seeds they receive. De las semillas que ha recibido. He's just holding on to the seeds. Él simplemente se está está guardando la semilla. And we deceive ourselves like that. Y nos engañamos hacia nosotros Thinking that because you know we've heard a certain message, now we already understand something. We've heard it. We put the seed in the bag. We think that's it. Pensando porque ya hemos oído un nuevo mensaje, lo oímos, lo ponemos en la bolsa y ya está. And we wonder why the life isn't here. Y nos preguntamos entonces por qué la vida no está acá. It has to be here. Tiene que estar aquí. When God's word comes. Cuando la palabra de Dios viene. There's got to be some kind of a death that happens to our will to our desires tiene que haber un tipo de muerte que suceda a nuestra a nuestra voluntad a nuestros deseos and if it doesn't happen each time we get a new seed y si no es así cada vez que recibimos una semilla nueva then the only thing we can do with that seed is put it in a bag pero lo único que podemos hacer con esa semilla es guardarla en la bolsa most likely we'll forget it y seguramente vamos a olvidar that's why we go from Sunday to Sunday from message to message we have no idea what God spoke to us por eso podemos ir de domingo a domingo mensaje a mensaje sin idea de lo que someone está hablando. comes to you and say what's the Lord speaking Alguien viene y te pregunta y qué qué habla el Señor. Oh, I guess it was something from the Bible. I know that. Decimos, bueno, algo de la Biblia. Yeah, I know. I know it was from the Bible last week. I'm not sure exactly what. Something about God's love or something like that. Yo sé que fue algo de la Biblia el domingo pasado, quizás del amor de Dios o algo así. It's in the bag. I got the seed right here. Está en la bolsa. Yo tengo la semilla ahí. But there's no life. Pero no hay vida. That seed is dead. Esa semilla está muerta. Yeah, you may not lose it. Si no la pierdes. Have it right there in the bag. Está ahí en la bolsa. But it does no good for you or for anybody else. Pero no te hace ningún bien o nadie más. Until you plant it. Hasta que la hasta que la siembras. If Jesus says unless the seed falls into the ground and dies. Y dijo, a menos que la semilla no caiga en la tierra y muera. It just abides by itself. Eh, eh, queda sola. And it never grows. Y no, nunca crece. It never produces leaves nunca or branches. Produce hojas o ramas. Right, that little oak seed, a little must, little mustard seed. Jesus says. When it's grown, says even birds come and make their nests in the branches. And you'll find that's true in our lives. That when we allow seeds to grow, God will send other people that we can share it with. Y vas a encontrar eso también verdad en tu vida cuando dejamos que nuestras semillas crezcan, Dios va a permitir que otros vengan. If that's not happening, si eso no está pasando, if God doesn't give us people to share it with, si Dios no nos da personas con las que compartimos, maybe we better check and see if anything is really growing. Quizás hay que, que, que chequear ver si algo está creciendo. Otherwise, we may, like James says, be deceiving ourselves. De lo contrario, quizás como Santiago nos engañamos. The greatest revival in history. El avivamiento más grande quizás de la historia. Just one other thought here, the greatest revival in history. El avivamiento más grande en la historia. And there's been all kinds of different kinds of revivals, especially in these last 40-50 years. Ya ha habido muchas diferentes clases de avivamiento especialmente en estos últimos 30-40 años. Back in the fit, fit, late early Late 50s and early 60s, we had the charismatic revival. In the 50s, in the 60s, we had the charismatic. There was the charismatic renewal. We had the renovation charismatic. And there was other revivals. Y otros así también. There was a shepherding movement revival, discipleship revival. We had these avivamientos of disciples. There were there were there were seminar revivals. 
seminars. Right? También avivamientos de seminarios. All kinds of revivals. Toda clase de avivamientos. Few years ago there was something called the laughing revival. Hace unos años oíamos este avivamiento de la risa. Where, where people were, uh, you know, falling down laughing all day long. <laughs> Donde las personas caían atrás riéndose todo el día. There was another revival where people began shaking all the time. Otro en que la gente comenzaba a temblar. There's all kinds of revivals. Y toda clase de avivamientos. But the only real revival. Pero el avivamiento verdadero is the revival of hearing God's word. Es el avivamiento de oír la palabra de Dios. And doing it. Y hacerlo. We won't take time to look at it, but I put up here about King Josiah. Y no vamos a verlo, pero yo puse ahí acerca del rey Josías. And you, you need to understand what was happening. King Josiah had some. He had a father and a grand. He had a, the, the, the kings that were before him. His fathers before him were, were turned out to be wicked kings. Este rey Josías, su, su sus antepasados, sus padres habían sido reyes muy inicuos. And Josiah was just a young boy when he became king. Y Josías era un joven, un muchacho cuando llegó a ser rey. But the Bible says he had a very tender heart. Pero dice la Biblia que tenía un corazón tierno. And he wanted to obey the Lord. Y quería obedecer al Señor. And this was a time in history many years after King David had been king. Y este es un tiempo en la historia muchos años después que David había sido rey. The first king was King Saul. Then we had King David, the king that God said he's a heart after my own heart. All the other kings were compared to David. As to whether they were good kings or bad kings. Josiah was one of the greatest kings, one of the better kings of all the kings that ruled after David. And Josiah ruled, he became king a couple hundred years after David. But you need to understand what was happening by that time. In Jerusalem there was the Temple of Solomon, a glorious temple. It was a marvelous thing. And they had the priests and the priesthood and all the ministry. Teníamos sacerdotes y uh, uh, todos los ministerios. But what had taken place in the reign of Josiah is very interesting. Pero lo que sucedía en el, en el reinado, durante el reinado de Josías era, era interesante. During all those years, the ministry and the, uh, uh, the sacrifices and all, it had never really stopped. It had just kind of gone on and gone on. De todos esos años, el ministerio, los sacrificios, todo no había parado, había continuado. They were doing what they knew they had to do. They, were key, they, they had certain feast days, they had certain things they had to do. Estaban haciendo lo que sabían que tenían que hacer, tenían las diferentes fiestas de celebrar y estaban haciendo lo que, lo que tenían que hacer. But during the days of King Josiah, Pero en los días de este rey Josías, David, Josiah says, let's clean out the house of God. Josiah dijo, vamos a limpiar la casa de Dios. And as they were cleaning out the house of God, the temple, y cuando limpiaron el templo, one of the people that was cleaning the house out found a book. Right inside, inside the, the part of the, of, the, of the temple, as they were cleaning it, they found a book. And he ran and brought it to, to King Josiah. Josiah was about 18 years old now. They said, look, we found a book. We found it. We found a book. And they opened it up. And it was the word of God. 
era la palabra de Dios. Well, at least for those times, it was Genesis through Deuteronomy. Bueno, era por lo menos de Génesis a Deuteronomio. The books of the law, the books of Moses. Los, los libros de la ley, los libros de Moisés. They said, we found the book. Y dijeron, encontramos el libro. Now, what does that mean? They found the book. Pero qué significaba encontramos el libro? That means they Nobody was even looking for it. O sea que en otras palabras nadie ni siquiera lo buscaba. For many years they weren't even looking for the book. Por muchos años ni siquiera lo buscaron el libro. They didn't even know it was lost. Ni se dieron cuenta que se había it perdido. It was there in the temple covered with dust and dirt. Estaba ahí en el templo cubierto con polvo. They didn't even know where no they didn't know where it was and no one was even looking for it. No tenían idea dónde estaba ni nadie lo buscaba. When they found it, cuando lo encontraron, they weren't even sure what it was at first. No estaban ni seguro qué era. Had to dust it off, clean it up. Tuvieron que sacudirlo, limpiarlo. And Josiah says, "That's the book that we should have been using all along." Y Josiah dijo, "Este es el libro que debemos de haber usado mucho tiempo atrás." Can you imagine? Se imaginan. They were going through all the religious routines. Ah, experimentando todas las las rutinas religiosas. They were going through so many things. Tantas otras cosas que hacían. And this book was hidden from them. Y el libro estaba escondido de ellos. Although we may have a Bible in our hands, aunque quizás tengamos una Biblia en nuestra mano, and we may be going through all the motions of Christianity, quizás vamos a través de todas las mociones del cristianismo, it just could be, podría ser, the, that the real life of the book is que, hidden, que la vida verdadera del libro está escondida, and we need to get inside the house of God, y tenemos que quizás entrar en, en la casa de Dios, inside our temple, en, en, en nuestro templo, start cleaning things out, empezar a limpiar. To find the book again. Para encontrar el libro otra vez. And after they, after King Josiah got a hold of that book. Y después de que este rey tomó el libro. And began to read it. Y empezó a leerlo. Bible says he tore his clothes. Es decir, que él rasgó su vestidura. And he fell down and wept. Y se postró, lloró. And and he says we've got to get back to the book. Y él declaró, tenemos que regresar a este libro. We've got to get back into the book. Tenemos que volver a adentrarnos a este libro. Reading it and start appreciating it and start loving it now. Tenemos que empezar a leerlo, apreciarlo y amarlo ahora. And not just go through all the religious motions. Y no solamente hacer todas las emociones religiosas. And when Josiah did that, cuando Josías hizo esto, there was a great revival. Hubo un gran avivamiento. It was one of the last revivals that the Israelites ever had. Fue uno de los últimos avivamientos que los israelitas tuvieron. I just want to suggest that today that's the revival we need in our lives every day. Y quizás sugeriría hoy de que ese es el avivamiento que necesitamos nosotros cada día. I know, I know Joseph back there. He likes the Bible. He loves the Bible. He's, he likes to have Bible. Le gusta la Biblia. But it's not just a little book like this that's going to make a difference. Pero no solamente es un libro como este que va a hacer una diferencia. It's when we start cleaning up the stuff inside of us. Es cuando empezamos a limpiar adentro nosotros. It's when we get inside this temple. Es cuando entramos en este templo. We we may have all the all the the the, the Bibles in the world in our in our house. Quizás tengamos toda la Biblia del mundo en, la, en nuestra casa. But it's meaningless. Pero no significa nada. Unless we get this cleaned up inside. A menos que esto adentro sea limpiado. And we start to say, Lord. Y empezamos a decir, Señor. I don't just want to know it. No solo quiero conocerlo. I want to live it. Yo quiero poder vivirlo. I want to experience it. Yo quiero poder experimentarlo. I want those seeds. Not. I don't want to just fill up bags with little Bibles and with little seeds. No quiero solamente bolsas llenas de 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 de, de semillas, ¿no? I want to forget. I want the seeds to be planted now. Yo quiero que las semillas ahora sean sembradas mejor. Planted in my life. Sembradas en mi vida. Look at an interesting verse in, in uh, John chapter 13. Y miren un, un verso interesante en Juan capítulo 13. In our school as we were reading uh, through the gospels uh, just before 
uh, Resurrection Sunday, just before our Easter celebration, Easter break, we finished up reading some of these chapters. En la escuela, antes de, de, antes de la Pascua, ¿no? De que mientras leíamos a través de los evangelios, terminamos leyendo estos, estos capítulos. And uh, reading about the last events in Jesus' life. Leyendo acerca de los últimos eventos en la vida de Jesús. And here in John 13, Jesus has just finished having the last supper with his disciples. Y aquí en Juan 13, Jesús acaba de, de, de tener la, la, la última cena con los discípulos. And then he, after he finishes the supper, the Bible says he gets up and he clothes himself with a towel. He took off his other garments se quitó su and he put a towel around him. Y él se con una and then he washed the disciples' feet. Y lavó lo, lo, los pies de los and he used that same towel that he was girded with to wash to dry their feet. It was a very intimate experience the disciples had with Jesus. Y fue una experiencia muy íntima que tuvieron con Jesús. And here in John 13, after this, Jesus says this to them. In verse 12, says after he washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again he said unto them know ye what I have done to you ye call me master and lord and you say well for so I am if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. Dijo, pues si yo el Señor y el Maestro he lavado vuestros pies, vosotros también debéis lavaros los pies los unos a los otros. In verse 15. Verso 15. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Porque ejemplo os he dado para que como yo os he hecho vosotros, uh, vosotros también hagáis. Notice the emphasis on the word do. Y vean el énfasis en la palabra hacer. You've got to do it now, you see. Dijo, Hay que hacerlo Jesus ahora. physically did something. Uh, físicamente Jesús hizo algo. He lived the word of God in his flesh. Él vivió la palabra de Dios en su carne. He says, I've given you an example. Él dijo, os he dado un ejemplo. That as I've done to you. Que así como yo os, os he hecho. You must do to others. Así también vosotros hagáis con otros. look at verse 17. Y vean el verso 17. Very simple verse, but to me it's got a lot of power in muy, it. Muy sencillo, pero para mí tiene mucho poder. He says, if ye know these things, Porque él dice, si sabéis estas cosas, he has the word if there for a reason. Y bueno, por una razón dice que sí sabéis. If you know these things, because maybe some, not everybody understands. Not, uh, Jesus says in the parable of the sower that the seed sometimes falls by the wayside and the birds steal it away. No todo el mundo entiende, como dijo él en la parábola del sembrador, de que a veces la semilla cae por el camino and the birds steal it. So it's true that sometimes the seed never actually gets down into the heart. But Jesus says, if you do know these things, the only way you'll be happy, how's it say there? If you know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. In English it says happy. <laughs> That's where real joy comes. Well, I tell you, sometimes you see Christians and you wonder, boy, how can they be so sour? 
Y a veces quizás puede ver a un cristiano y preguntarte cómo puede cómo puede ser tan amargado. Their life is so sour and bitter. La, la vida es mira como que es tan san agria, tan Wonder, san how, amargada. How, how can they, how, you know, how how can that be? Because that, if that's the Christian life, I don't want it. Yes, puedes decir, pero cómo es posible si así es la vida cristiana, mejor no lo quiero. But the reason why la razón there's sourness and bitterness and And, and, and all that stuff in our lives it's because the only way real happiness comes is when we begin doing God's word that's when real joy comes it would be better if we didn't know than to know and not do it does that make sense? Tiene sentido. It'd be better if we hadn't even known. Es mejor no no saber nada. Than to know. Que saber. And not do it. Y no hacerlo. So the real revival that we need, like Josiah, we need to 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 cleanse out the temple. Let God just open up all the doors of our life and let Him come and cleanse us inside, and so we can the life of this book one more time. Entonces, pero lo único que necesitamos es como en Josías de que de de limpiar el templo, and that we can find the life. Para que podamos encontrar la vida que está en el libro. One more time. Una vez más. We need to find our little bags of seeds. Tenemos que encontrar nuestras bolsas de semillas. Dump them all out. Y, y, y tirarlas. Say, Lord. Y decir, Señor. I want seed planted in my life. Yo quiero semillas sembradas en mi vida. I want the life of it. I want the experience. Yo, yo quiero, no, quiero la vida, la experiencia. I want the experience and the life of your word in me. Quiero experimentar la vida de tu palabra en mí. Let's all stand. Vamos a estar todos de pie. Unless the seed dies, menos de que la semilla muera. Unless the seed dies, menos que la semilla muera. Then there's no life at all. No hay vida entonces del todo. Even today, what we've heard from God's word, aún hoy lo que hemos oído de la palabra hoy, it's only going to produce life in us. Solo va a producir vida en nosotros. If something dies first. Si algo adentro de nosotros muere. Something inside of us has to die. Algo adentro tiene que morir. For that life to begin to blossom in us. Para que esa vida com com comience a, a, a renacer en nosotros. His, let's ask the Lord to come and open up our temple today. Let's ask the Lord to come and open up our temples like Josiah did during his days. That he might be able to find the life of that word in each of our hearts. That fresh wine might be poured into our vessels. That you pour fresh wine into our vessels. We just fall in love with Jesus.
If you have any seed bags at your home, take each one out one by one and say, Lord, plant these things in my life. What a difference it'll make. primer amor eres tú Jesús en el alma anhela agradarte mi primer amor eres tú Jesús mi alma anhela agradarte Primer amor, eres tú, Jesús. Mi alma anhela agradarte. Mi primer amor, eres tú, Jesús. Mi alma anhela agradarte. Quiero ser fiel a ti, Señor. Quiero hacer todo lo que esperas de mí. Y no amarte de palabras, sino Primer amor, eres tú Jesús. Mi alma anhela agradarte. Mi primer amor, eres tú Jesús. Mi alma anhela agradarte. Quiero ser fiel a ti, Señor. Quiero hacer todo lo que esperas de mí. Y no amarte de palabras, sino Lord, we don't want to deceive ourselves. 
Señor, no queremos engañarnos. And yet oftentimes that's what we end up doing. Y sin embargo, a menudo es lo que terminamos haciendo. Because that's what your word says happens. Porque es lo que en tu palabra dice que sucede. When we hear your word. Cuando oímos tu palabra. And we don't take the time or we don't give the opportunity to let something inside of us die so that that word can really be accomplished in our life. No tomamos el tiempo, no damos la oportunidad de que algo nosotros adentro muera y dejar de que la, la, tu palabra sea llevada a cabo en nuestra vida. How sad it was for the days before King Josiah that the kingdom just kept on going on and uh, religious ceremonies kept taking place and yet your book had been hidden completely. Cuán triste fue en los, en los días antes del rey Josías que el reino continuaba, el ministerio continuaba y, y todo continuaba y mientras el libro estaba escondido. It was completely hidden and no one even was looking for it. Y estaba totalmente escondido y sin que nadie que aún lo buscara. They found it accidentally. Y que por accidente lo encontraron. We want to find it on purpose today, Lord. Y nosotros queremos encontrarlo hoy. We want to clean out our temples. We want to get all we want your spirit to come and blow out all the dust. We want to see that flame, that little flame inside of us fanned into a mighty fire. Holy Spirit come. Come and cleanse these temples. Ven a limpiar estos templos. And bring out the living word of God for us to appreciate and to receive. Lord Jesus. Señor Jesús. We don't want to be hearers, forgetful hearers. We want to be effectual doers of your word. Because you said blessed happy are ye if ye do it. Let that blessing be upon us, Lord. Even for the sake of our children, dear Jesus. They're watching us. They're watching our every decision. Pray for us, those of us that are parents here, Lord. That have, or, or just the fact, just realizing our responsibility as others watch our life. Nosotros como padres, Señor, que muestra responsabilidad mientras otros nos observan. That we can be the example we need to be to others. Para poder ser el ejemplo que tenemos que ser para otros. So that your word can multiply. Para que tu palabra se multiplique. We thank you, Father. Gracias, Padre. Thank you for giving us your word today. Gracias por darnos tu palabra hoy. Thank you for making it words of life. Por hacer las palabras de, de vida. Manna from heaven for our church. Maná del cielo para nuestra iglesia. In Jesus' name. En el nombre de Jesús. One sign that the seed has burst forth and is beginning to bring forth fruit. Jesus says it grows into a tree and the branches 
provide place for others to take nest. Y Jesús dice de que crece a dar a dar a fruto y ramas y así dice que otros aún bueno los aves vienen a ser su nido. Can you take a challenge with you today? Puedes hoy tomar contigo un reto. That if there was a seed that produced life in you today. Que si hubiera una una semilla que produce en, en ti vida hoy. One of the evidences that you'll have. Una de las evidencias que vas a tener. That there is actually life. De que verdad hay vida. Is that you'll want to share these same words with someone else. Es de que vas a querer compartir estas mismas palabras con alguien más. And God will give you the opportunity. Y Dios va a darte la oportunidad. These seeds are producing life. He'll give you the opportunity to share them with others. That's how the word of God multiplies. But if it's just a seed in the bag that you have today, then that opportunity won't be given. Take it as a challenge this week. See whether or not these words come out of your mouth be shared with somebody else. Kind of way to check and see whether we're just storing seeds in a bag or whether they're actually being planted. Amen. God bless you.